0: Southern Mrs. Austin Crowley, the first Sunbelt player of the week, and more on the Cajun Field Construction Project. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Schultz back on another edition of Locked on Sunbelt, your podcast every day. That's not right. Your team every day. There we go. I got all flustered about the uh, new artwork behind me. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. I host afternoons on Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP in Mobile, Alabama, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. And prior to that, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and doing mornings on 1037 The Gay. Uh, I'm not sure if it is it the first. I probably should pay attention. Austin Crowley got the first Sunbelt player of the week in Sunbelt play. It should be noted. Uh, And we will talk, Brian Maggard, uh, talk to the local media in uh, Lafayette about the construction project. Uh, We will do that uh, as well. We're trying to get and When I say we're me, myself, and I are trying to get Brian Maggard on uh, the uh, lockdown Sunbelt podcast. Come on, doc. Come on the show. Come on the show, doc. We would be thrilled uh, to have you. All right. So, Let's first start up, talk about Southern Miss. Obviously, off to a, a tremendous start. Uh, what are they? Thirteen and two, and two zero oh in the Sun Belt. They have the most wins in the conference. Uh, Marshall has twelve. James Madison has eleven, but a win over Marshall and the Cajuns zero oh and two. They are ten and four uh, in the conference. But Austin Crowley. Big ball game uh, in game number two in uh, the Sun Belt. First game against Troy, a pretty solid. 17 points, six rebounds, and five assists. That'll work. <laughs> 64-60 ball game over Troy. Then against App State, he really exploded. 30 points, five rebounds, three assists, one block. Uh, did uh, have, it does have some turnover issues. Had six turnovers against App. He actually had seven turnovers in a ball game against UNLV. Uh, but still, a very nice week for Austin Crowley and Southern Miss as we start to look ahead to week number two uh, in uh, the Sun Belt. And I know the, uh, the Jaguars are dying to get home again. The Jaguars have not been home for two weeks, which they will be now. They haven't been home for two weeks since before the season started. They were on the road immediately. They played two games, and they were on the road immediately. And really, I've only played two more games since. All right, so uh, let's hear. Southern Miss, big ball game on Thursday, matching up with those Cajuns. Uh, Cajuns trying to get off the schneid. So uh, does something give, whereas Southern Miss loses and the Cajuns win? Or does Southern Miss stay hot and make it 3-0 and uh, in the Sun Belt? And the Cajuns are dying. As well, not only South Alabama looking to get a win in the Sun Belt, but the Cajuns are absolutely desperate to uh, turn things around back at home. Monroe, they're 2-0. They're looking to host a Georgia State. That could be an interesting matchup. Georgia Southern is taking on Marshall. Old Dominion is at Troy. It's a little bit of a trek. Uh, Texas State going in the other direction. uh, At James Madison. And probably the closest uh, matchup other than maybe Southern Miss and the Cajuns, Coastal Carolina, uh, and App State. So we'll see how that goes uh, this week. But you do have uh, some nice matchups there. Uh, Southern Miss and the Cajuns. uh, You also have... um, Well, that was kind of it. (laughs) That's the big matchup. Uh, Southern Miss and uh, the Cajuns are uh, the big matchup uh, for the week, uh, as it turns out. Because um, standings wise, let's uh, get another uh, screen up here. Because standings wise, it seems it's all uh, jumbled up in terms of who's playing who. All right, so let's let's look here. All right, so you got uh, we said Southern Miss at the Cajuns. Arkansas State is playing South Alabama. Arkansas State's nine and six, but one and one. They have got a loss uh, to Monroe. So again. Better than South Alabama, but not crazy. Georgia State is taking on uh, Monroe. Uh, Georgia State is eight and six, and one and one in conference play. Uh, Monroe, remember, is uh, six and nine, so not that big a difference. A little bit of a difference. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Coastal's taking on App. Coastal Carolina is seven and six. App State is seven and eight. So close matchup. Coastal is one and one in the conference, and App State is 0 and 2. So, uh, Texas State and James Madison. James Madison off to a good start, 11 and 4. Texas State is not. Texas State, 0 and 2 in the conference, 7 and 8 uh, overall. Marshall and Georgia Southern may be a good one. Marshall uh, is 12 and 3. Georgia Southern, 9 and 6. But Georgia Southern, 2 and 0. Marshall, 1 and 1. They got that loss against James Madison. So, again, uh, we will see the big matchup really this weekend is Southern Miss taking on the Cajuns and can Austin Crowley uh, keep it up for uh, for the Golden Eagles so uh, they are off to a tremendous start and they can even separate themselves it's a huge opportunity I mean it's a great opportunity for the Cajuns to get back in the race and I know it's only two games in but what an opportunity for Southern miss to sort of keep on pushing the Cajuns down and that would be that's a huge deal because the Cajuns are going to be desperate uh, going into uh, this ball game all right so that is uh, and of course we'll recap those all on uh, on friday we'll wait till after the uh, i'll be at the at the south south alabama ball games uh, this weekend and we'll recap it when the episode will come after that so we'll have all the games uh, done for uh for the friday episode we'll be able to recap that all right let's take a time out brian maggard did talk to the media about uh, Dr. Brian Maggard, Director of Athletics for the UL Rage Cajuns, did talk to the media about the time frame for the Cajun Field Project. Uh, it is going to take a bit, so we will do that when we uh, come back. Uh, but first, let me tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and soccer, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. That, what is that? TCU is minus 13.5 or plus 13.5. Whew that would have been a tough one on this past game. And if you did not have the underdogs uh, over the weekend and, you know, Georgia didn't seem to play all that well, uh, certainly beat Ohio state. Um, but uh, you would think that, and, and Georgia's kind of beat up. Uh, I'm leaning towards TCU covering, maybe take a flyer on TCU winning. Cause that's kind of where the money is. I think it's like a plus 500 or something like that on the, uh, on the money line. So, it's worth to, it's worth rolling the dice uh, to make a few bucks. All right. Meanwhile, we talked about in yesterday's episode on how we got an update from the Raging Cajuns on, let me see how they want to name this, um, the Cajun Field at Our Lady and the Lord's Stadium. They're the sponsor. They came up with $15 million, reading from Kevin Foote uh, in uh, The Advocate. This was in June of 2021. So we're more than two years, well, more than a year and a half, not two years. It's 2023 now, but we're a year and a half later, and they haven't moved Earth yet. And so we talked about it yesterday that they came out and said kind of an odd announcement, and maybe it was because of season tickets and tickets moving and such, because they are removing the upper deck, that construction will not begin until after the 2023 season. Well, now that's all year long. All year long. So not doing any construction this year. And after the 2023 season is basically, you know, the second weekend of December. I mean, I guess at one point in time you can, you know, if the Cajuns are eliminated from hosting the conference championship game, you can start at the beginning of December. But most likely, my guess is it's going to start, construction is going to start early 2024. And that means, again, the time frame on there is 18 to 24 months so now you're looking for maybe the 2025 season if all goes according to plan but how often do construction projects go according to plan and you never know what the weather is going to bring so you could really be looking at 2026 like this this is going to be done at the beginning of 2026 and that's when you're going to get it all right so now let's find out what brian maggard says quote it's just been very time consuming and very slow We're progressing. The ball continues to move. We continue to make progress. Personally, I always want things to happen faster than they do. But no, we're moving along and we'll get there. Foot writes, Maggard said the entire project is still technically in the back end of the design phase. If the demolition phase follows the 2023 season, as hoped, as hoped, season ticket holders for the 2024 season can anticipate the possibility of their seats changing locations. As Maggard says, you never know with the weather, said a new timeline. Anything about construction projects is you really never know what you're getting until you start breaking ground. Uh, The project calls for a new west tower to house premium amenities. It's too early to know exactly what percentage of season ticket holders will have to move to the east side or south end zone of the stadium, but certainly in the upper deck. Anyone on the upper deck reserve would have new seats, Maggard said. Project upgrades will include premium suites, a club level, club seats, loge boxes, and a press box, according to the university's website. Amenities in the premium suites will include private indoor and outdoor seating, access to a climate-controlled club area, catering, cash bar, and a suite attendant. The loge boxes will feature private outdoor seating and premium parking access. Club seat holders will be assigned outdoor seating with chairs and armrests and beverage holders. Loge box and club seat holders We'll have access to the club area, which will also serve as a dining facility for student athletes throughout the year, the website says. Project also includes new video board, lights, sound system, renovated seating, new facade and office space for athletic staff. Construction shouldn't affect daily practice sessions for the team during the 2024 season, but there will be some inconveniences for fans. That's just what uh, you have to do. That's part of the hurdle to overcome to get where you want to go to. The ultimate goal is progress. Magger goes on to say, what I'm most excited about is offering a premium experience for people at our venue that will hopefully enhance attendance and ticket sales. As for the football season that ended with a 23-16 loss to Houston, Magger said he was encouraged greatly by the team's strong finish. Second half of the season showed me we got better in all areas. I know the locker room is very, very supportive of our head coach and coaching staff. All right, a couple of things that hit me here. And I would love to have... Um, Dr. Magadan to discuss this uh, because this is the big thing here. Um, it's about the, oh, what I'm most excited about is offering a premium experience for people at our venue that will hopefully enhance attendance and ticket sales. That's the problem. I don't think you have a problem getting the higher end people to show up at the game. The problem is you have you know the people that have a little bit less to show up at the games and that's where the attendance comes from it's not the people who are shelling out big bucks to sit in the good seats that's an issue you are having trouble filling up the upper deck also the far side which is the visitors uh, side the home side gets filled unfortunately it doesn't look that way on tv and i would i would say South Alabama does a really good job of putting the students right in the camera shot. And so it looks really good. Also, uh, Hancock Whitney stadium is much smaller than Cajun field. One's 41,000 plus and the other is about 24,000. Uh, so that, that, that's what hits me. I'm most excited about is offering a premium experience. You can keep on raising prices. That's what that means. When you're giving them a premium experience, uh, and make more revenue, but you may not be getting more people into the stadium. So that's what I'd be concerned about. Something that I, I had not realized in a long time. I don't think I mentioned this uh, yesterday. Uh, being from Central New York, when I was growing up, the Carrier Dome, you know, like Colgate would draw thirty-five thousand. But anybody in the a- anybody in the Big East, even Rutgers, would draw forty 000 to forty-five thousand. You know, and and the big ball games, the West virginia's of the world, the Miamis of the world, you know, it's close to fifty. And then, you know, the economy took a hit and it's never really recovered, uh, although they are getting some technology jobs up there now. So something that will be get done, you know, in 10 years, there'll be much more people up there. But, you know, a lot of the people left, a lot of the, you know, middle class, upper middle class left. And so the good crowds now are 30 to 35,000. And you're trying to compete with, with teams in the ACC that draw 60 and 70,000. It's not easy to do. So I'm interested to hear what he's got to say about the premium experience, which means more revenue, but not necessarily more people. Because I think the Cajuns, you know, it's a big deal. If you can get, if the Cajuns can draw 20 to 25,000 every week, that's that's pretty good because you are, I can't deny it. They're going up against LSU. Even when they were good when I was there and went to nine games a year, you know, they're going to leave at halftime. If they're starting at 6 and LSU starting at 8, they're going to go in the parking lot and put on the LSU game and watch it. Now they can watch both as the Cajuns are on ESPN Plus or ESPN 3, whatever it may be. But uh, it is an issue uh, for now, um, the attendance. And when I read what I'm most excited about is offering a premium experience, that means more money, but not necessarily more people. So we shall see. How that goes again? We'd love to have Dr. Maggard on Locked On Sunbelt. Speaking of a Locked On Sunbelt, really appreciate you uh, continuing to uh, watch and listen. Uh, we, again, a hundred downloads or so already this week. A uh, little bit more uh, consistency without the holidays uh, coming up, and we are uh, completely uh, reaching out to uh, you know players that want to be on and coaches that want to be on. Um, we'll have some luck with some basketball coaches, hopefully. Uh, they may be less structured in their time compared to football coaches, right? Because, you know, you spend all week getting ready for one team, whereas basketball, a little less structured, I would think, because you're getting ready for, you know, two teams, uh, and, you you know, you, know, you're not putting everything into it. I'm saying this wrong, right? It's just... I think what I'm saying, football coaches seem to be much more intense and every second of their day is taken up. I'm sure that's the same way for uh, basketball coaches, but there are usually two games. So it's, you know, you're not putting everything in. Let me say that you're not putting everything into one game because you got two games in the same week. So uh, hopefully we will get some basketball coaches on and we'll see if we get some uh, players on uh, as well. And we're not that far away. What are we two months away? from baseball getting underway and softball. We'll do a little softball because softball is big in uh, the Sunbelt here in Mobile for South Alabama. uh, They were the Sunbelt. Well, the Cajuns were the Sunbelt champions, but South Alabama made a little bit of run and the Cajuns uh, are big in it as well. And there's other teams in the Sunbelt. That softball is big. Troy, uh, it's big uh, as well. All right. um, So I do want to encourage you to continue to download and subscribe Uh, You can follow me at SchultzyCast. We try to get out all the Sunbelt news that we can uh, on Twitter. Uh, I do need probably a Locked On Sunbelt Twitter feed. Uh, That would uh, be handy. Uh, But uh, I do want to encourage you to uh, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, YouTube as well. So subscribe there uh, as well. All right, so looking forward to week number two in... Uh, college uh, basketball in the Sun Belt. Again, we mentioned that the biggest uh, ball game. Are, I guess there are two big games. Two big, at least to begin with, Southern Miss and uh, the Cajuns uh, to begin with, and then uh, Marshall and Troy uh, as well. South Alabama hosting Arkansas State, and hopefully, you know, South Alabama is hoping they get a win. Let's see who is on Saturday's schedule. I mean, Southern Miss making that Louisiana trip. I mean, it could be very interesting. Could Southern Miss and UL Monroe both be 3-0 heading into that Saturday action? That's big time. Texas State comes to South Alabama, Old Dominion going to Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina in a tough matchup against Marshall, Arkansas State at Troy, Georgia State at uh, Louisiana, and App State is at James Madison. James Madison looks like they are going to be a huge winner uh, this year for um, the Sun Belt in terms of football and in terms of – A basketball. Oh, it should be mentioned. Quickly. I did see this. Let's get out the phone. Troy saw who they are playing in their crossover games. So Troy announced their crossover football games for a next season. And they get JMU. I wonder if that was intentional or unintentional. So Troy announced their full schedule uh, this year, and it includes James Madison and a Georgia State. Now, we thought it would be better off if James Madison played Troy for the conference championship compared to Coastal Carolina since uh, James Madison beat Coastal Carolina, but I don't make up the rules. But it should be noted that Troy will be playing James Madison uh, next year in uh, the crossover game. So maybe that eliminates South Alabama from taking on James Madison. Not necessarily. Um, James Madison has got to play two in the West. So we'll see how that goes. But that came out today. I didn't see any other. Uh, I didn't see any other uh, Sunbelt teams announcing their football schedule. In fact, Troy announced the entire football schedule. Um, they got uh, Arkansas State, James Madison, Cajun, South Alabama, Stephen F. Austin. Western Kentucky, that's going to be a great football game. The defense of Troy against Austin Reed, who's coming back, and the offense of Western Kentucky. That's going to be a spectacular matchup. Uh, They go to West Point. uh, They're taking on at Georgia State, at Kansas State. I mean, Troy's got a heck of a schedule here. At Southern Miss, Texas State, and ULM. I mean, I think South Alabama, with their schedule, which is now Tulane, And Oklahoma State, they can make a run at it. But, boy, if Troy handles James Madison and Western Kentucky and somehow handles Kansas State, they're going to be right in that. And I know we don't get the 12-team playoff until 24, but um, Troy could be pretty good next year. That is certainly uh, a tough schedule, but I would look at it as an opportunity. All right, once again, uh, thank you very much for tuning in to Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host. Have a great day. And we will. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. How about that? And it's been a little bit of a show's been a little bit off today. Um, But I want to thank you again for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been listening to Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day.